Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Ooh, well, hello, beloveds. Damn, it's been a minute since I said that. Oh, deep breath. And let me see if I still remember how to do this thing. Um, hey, beloveds, I've missed you so much. Um, if you're new here to this podcast, Really Riley is the place that I created about six years ago to connect more with you guys, um, to talk about all things real, all things raw, all things funny, to make you laugh, to make you cry, and to make you go, oh my God, did that girl just say that? And it grew and grew, and I never knew how much it would mean to me. And I'm sitting here today with you guys, just really grateful that you're even listening to this. Um, I'm going to promise you a couple of things here in this podcast, and I'm going to do my best not to cry, but I promise nothing. Because I always like to be very authentic with you guys, and that's not going to be any different tonight. Um, So for those of you guys that are new, I always like to talk about the things that are going on in my life, whether that be momhood or whether it be talking about the crazy things that my husband Marshall and I, you know, do and the shenanigans that we have or my fitness journey or fashion or reviews or just all things that connect me to you. And I really like to touch upon the things that hit at your heartstrings, um, So for those of you that aren't new to this here podcast, you probably know by now that I am not on the radio anymore for now because we don't manifest bad things and we don't say absolutes or anything like that. Um, Yeah, after 18 years, um, I was let go um, from my latest show that I was on for six years and um, well, how do we go here? Um, when I decided that I was going to do this podcast and bring it back, I was devastated at the end of what was my entire life. Now, when I say that, I don't mean with regard to my family and my husband and my kids and my friends. It's, it was my everything before I had anything radio. It was my first love. It was what got me through so, so, so many peaks and valleys in life. And it pretty much gave me everything that I have today. I would be nothing of the woman that I am now, if not for cracking that mic 18 years ago. So it really was one of the biggest blows I've ever experienced in my life. But I wanted to come back and speak to you guys from a lens of triumph. I wanted to speak to you guys from a space of overcoming. I wanted to speak to you guys from a place of, I fucking got this. Because that's how I've always talked to you guys. And I don't want it to be any different. I definitely want to share with you guys like my perspective on things because I have always been that way. And, you know, I just had this thought that I've always kind of leaned on you that listen, whether it be through this podcast or on the air, to make life real. So it's been four months since I got let go. And that is the longest in my adult life. because I started when I was like 
early 20s that I have not been behind a microphone and I'm nervous right now, you know, because I'm just like, can I still do this thing? Can I still connect with you guys the way that I always did? And to be honest, when I first had the idea for these podcasts, the first series of it, because we're going to call this like season two of Really Riley, I was angry as hell. And I wanted to come at it from a different angle of this, this, what do you want to call it? Like a tell hall, like sitting on the Real Housewives couch and just with my notes and my receipts, you know, I couldn't do it. And it's not to say that I'm not going to tell you guys some of my journey since then and how I feel and, you know, being very open and honest about it. But for this one, for this part, I wanted to give you guys more hope than I ever have before because that's what you guys have given me in these last four months. Um, I titled this podcast, We Got This, right? <laughs> because if I'm really real with you guys, hence the really Riley, like this is the first time since I coined that phrase like seven years ago that I didn't know that I believed it. And that doesn't come from my mouth ever. Those of you guys that have listened to me for five minutes or followed me on social or heard me on the radio, I don't talk that way because I believe thoughts become things and what you think about you bring about, but I wasn't sure. I was shooketh, as they say. And here we go with the damn tears. Um, losing my radio job shook my identity to its core because I thought, like, who, who am I without that? Yes, I'm a wife and I'm a mother and I'm a friend and those are all amazing things. And I don't disrespect that and say that that's nothing because it is at the end of the day everything now that I've come to discover. But I was very, very lost. Um, when I think about it, it's almost very scary to me to think about the places my mind went of like, I'm nothing now. Everything that I had meant nothing. All the hard work that I gave meant nothing. Like what, where do I go now? What do I do now? But now I really do know that when you have been given a gift of connection and you've been given um, a dream, a goal of being an inspiration to people, no one and nothing, no mic, no set of head headphones, no stage, no call letters, no show name, no stage name, no nothing can take that from you. And I really had to have some coming to Jesus moments with myself. And, you know, it might have seemed like I took a while to come back to you guys. And I did, you know, not a quarter of a year, a third of a year. I don't do math. But I definitely wanted to know what my purpose was for this. You know, a lot of you guys have heard me say that a one-time mentor of mine changed my life forever. And my biggest goal was to change my someone else's life the way that um, he changed mine. And that's still the goal. So I wanted to give you the backstory and the whole we got this. If none of you guys have heard it, um, I don't really know how many of you guys have heard me tell it like in detail because it just kind of came about seven years ago when I was a single mom. Um, 
was pregnant with my son and I was really, really scared, just freaked out and didn't know what I was going to do. I knew that I wanted my baby. I knew that I was so excited about being a mom, but I was just like, oh God, I don't know how to flip. I'm going to do this. And when he was born, all of that fear got worse because I wanted to be such a great mom, but you know, I just didn't have any help and I was just alone and failing in my eyes. And I know as a mom, you just do your best, but mom guilt is like the harshest thing you can go through in certain situations when it comes to self guilt. But I remember thinking one time when I got into like an accident in my brand new car that I had sold my engagement ring for my old engagement ring. That's a podcast or two ago, if you want to listen to that. Um, but I'd scraped the side of a pole. It was raining that day. And I was so devastated because like, this is the last thing that I bought for myself before I had a baby. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't have any money to fix this. I don't have a friend that can fix this. So I remember looking up a way to like get the scrapes out of the side of the car. Cause I was like, well, maybe it's just surface. Maybe I can buff it out. And I remember like, okay, but how am I going to go out there for like two hours with a baby, a newborn and buff this out? I think he was like three or four months at that point. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to order the buffer. I'm going to get it out. And I took Lyric, my seven-year-old, and I put him in the car seat in the back and gave him some munchies, gave him a toy, put on some music for him. And I sat there on the side of the road in front of my rental and buffed it out. And I remember just thinking as the scrapes came out, as the black marks came out of that white car, I remember thinking, we got this. 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 And every blemish came out. I kept saying it and saying it and saying it. And now it's become my mantra. Still to this day in life, as I watch every fear, every blemish, every black mark on my goals come out, I say, we fucking got this. So I wanted to make this podcast a we got this moment one where I talked about your guys's moments. And thank you so much to you guys that have texted in and emailed. Um, the email is really rileypodcast.com. I would love to connect with more with you guys about anything you want to talk about. The DMs are always open, just like before. But I asked you guys on Instagram, at Riley Couture, by the way, I said, you know, like, what was your we got this moment? Was it something that I inspired you with? Was it something that you thought, oh, my God, you know, I'm never going to get up I'm on my feet again? When you just thought everything could be lost, but you said to yourself, we got this. And damn, did y'all deliver. Hold on, let me get a sip. I'm going to try my very, very best not to cry throughout this, but again. I doubt it's going to happen. So the first one is, hi, Riley. My we got this moment was when I realized I could do this alone. Damn, that's a poignant moment. Um, we had two amazing little boys, and I had an older one that had to witness me being abused mentally and physically throughout my 10-year marriage because I thought my boys needed a father, especially, especially since my boys are biracial. When I finally left seven and a half years ago, things started to turn around for us and we moved out of the hotel we'd been in for almost a year. About a year later, I went back to school and got my bachelor's two years later. Hell yeah. And now I graduate with my master's in, in May. Oh my God. I did it all while being a completely single mom, 
running my boys to all their practices and school functions. You inspire me daily. I started back to the gym and go before work at 4.30 to 5 a.m. Hell yeah. And I lost 80 pounds and felt so much better because of you. I would hear you talk about how much better you felt after a workout. And I slacked off a little bit, but I'm getting ready to go back. Thank you for being you and always inspiring and keeping it real. And I would love to meet you in person one day and just talk. Seriously love you, Katie. I kind of got through that one without crying, tearing up, though. Phew! Uh, like, do I ever know what that feels like in that single mom done? Single mom done? I swear I used to talk for a living. Let's see if I can still do this. Uh, those, like, desperate things where you just feel like you're doing everything for your kids and then you have to just pivot. And trust me, I've become a queen of the pivot. But that strength that comes after those moments is undeniable and unchangeable once you get that strength back from whatever hardship you were in you always remember that those we got this moments to me at least I know mine were were like muscle memory after I got fired um I didn't initially cry I didn't initially fall apart or as much as, you know, I did later, <laughs> I was just like, okay, f- you know, it's fine. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep moving. And I remember my first, we got this moment after I fell apart a little was when I did my pop-up shop for my candles that I do, um, that I'd had planned way before for like six months, you know, before I ever got let go. And I was just like, is anybody even going to come? Does anybody even care about these candles anymore? Cause I'm not on the radio. Like who am I? Like, am I this person selling candles now? Like, what is this life? And I didn't think that anybody would care anymore. And it's not like I don't appreciate you guys always reaching out to me on the air or like that I like am a fair weather person. I thought, oh yeah, you know, you all the love you'd shown me prior to that on the air didn't mean anything because that's not true. It's just, I was very, very insecurity crept up and bit me in the ass. But while I was at that pop-up and I saw so many of your guys' faces, And so many of you just stuck with me and were there just to give me the greatest hugs I've ever had in my life. Just to tell me like, Riley, I love to see you win. Just to stand there with me and keep me company and keep me upright. Hell yeah, that was a we got this moment. It was the jumpstart to, I can do this. We got this. We got this. We got this. We got this. So the next one on this list is a person that has been inspiring me and leading me and helping me and been in my corner for most of that whole radio ride. All of it, actually. My friend Toby sent me his We Got This Moment. And this is a really fucking cool one because I, being a single mom, you know, like I have big respect for single dads as well, a single parent, parents in general, or whatever your journey is, mad respect, but... He writes, single dad in Columbia, South Carolina, first radio PD gig. Kayla came back to me for the first time after her mom and I split up, and she and I sat there on the floor where a dining room table should be. Of course, I didn't have a dining room table. (laughs) She must have been, oh, just over a year, maybe closer to two. 
We were sitting on the floor in this town, thousands of miles away from family, just her and I, daddy and daughter, pushing a ball back and forth. I pushed the ball back to her and said, well, what do we do now? She pushed it back and said, uh, she pushed it back, and I don't know if she meant to do that or not, but she pushed the ball with all her might, so much that her little arms swung up in the air to keep her balance, and she laughed, and it almost looked like she was crying, or it almost looked like she was saying, I don't know. But she was laughing with her little laugh back then, and that it was then that I realized there's nothing we couldn't do if we did it together. The rest is history, which is still being written. Damn, Tobias, you've always had a way with them words. Because those moments that you just surrender whatever fear is holding you back or whatever mountain you think you have to climb that seems like Everest, I feel like the minute that you just sit back with yourself and just believe that it's going to be okay if you put one foot in front of the other. Now, trust me, friends, the, the really Riley that was before, the Riley Couture that was before, is not all sappy and just everything is Skittles and rainbows because trust me when I say it's not been. But that doesn't mean that hope was lost, really ever. Like some of you guys that have talked to me in the DMs, you know, like I've been a little poopy pants a lot. And I was what was me a lot. But I always had to keep going back to that we got this. You know, I'm sitting in my podcast room right now and I'm sitting surrounded by all of the presents that you guys have sent me on the air and since I've been off the air and it's been like my little talismans. I come in here sometimes like a weirdo and just kind of touch them and I've got them all over my house, sprinkled everywhere, the cards and the notes that you guys have given me and they're like my little talismans just everywhere, just reminding me that I'm not giving up. I'm not going anywhere for right now. The vehicle in which you hear my voice might be a little different, but I am still the same. And there's going to be a lot of exciting things coming with this podcast. Some new things, some old things that I'm bringing back. And whatever it is, I just definitely want it to be a place of inspiration. And fun. Like, it's not going to be just super cheese factor because I can't do that. But I definitely wanted to have this one be a podcast of thanks. Damn, y'all held me up. Damn, y'all pulled me out of the puddle that I couldn't pull myself out of at times. I couldn't remember my we gotness. We gotness? We got this sometimes. Um, next, we got this moment was from Camilla. She said, I had three moments in my life where I had to look fear in the eyes. Number one, when I was 23, I just finished my education and I was tired of working and wanted to try something new. My mom thought it would be a good idea for me to become an au pair in America, so I finally found a family in Alexandria, VA, and moved here from Denmark. Oh, jeez. Wow, I must say, it was such a great way to step out of my comfort zone. This is also how I found my way to listen to you on the Kane Show. Oh, gee, I love you. Number two. While being an au pair, I met my now husband, but in order for us to be together, I had to get married and had to leave my family and everything I knew to move to America. The last seven years had many ups and downs, and America is not an easy country to live in. Number three, when my husband and I decided a year ago to move to Denmark, we sold everything we owned, house, cars, furniture, and moved, hoping that he would be approved to stay in Denmark, which is literally so hard to be approved of. 
but we couldn't know this until we were in Denmark. This step was extremely stressful because if we didn't do everything right, we, wouldn't, we would have done all this for nothing and have absolutely nothing to our names. But he got approved, and here we are, so grateful for everything and everyone that has helped us. And I know it's weird to say, but I thank myself and my way of not being afraid of fear for everything I have today. Oh my God, hell yes. You know, my favorite artist ever, like again, if you guys know me for five minutes, is Pink. But if you don't, she's always been my goddess and like, you know, my biggest hero. And, you know, my favorite line from her song is, have you ever looked fear in the face and said, I don't care? I've recently started coming back to that way of thinking that I don't care what scares me. It's okay to be afraid. And I'm fucking scared. You know, like I lost everything I'd ever known. And not only that, I lost my passion for a minute. I thought I lost you guys, which that was the worst part of it all. Because you guys are like food for my soul, you know, like connecting and being not alone, you know. That was the biggest part. And I know now that thanks to you guys being amazing, nobody can take that. But when I decided, okay, well, am I going to go get a nine to five? Am I going to do my candles full time? Maybe I'll get into something fitness. It wasn't because I didn't want to connect with you guys through my voice anymore. I was scared. And I was just like, Riley, you can't do that. You can't give up on you. Fuck fear. Look fear in the face and say, I don't care. I don't care what was done. I don't care what was dirty. I don't care what was wrong. I don't care was unjust. I don't care. I don't care if all of them are laughing at you. I don't care if all of them are rooting against you. I don't care. Fuck fear. Let's go. We got this. The next we got this moment was from Easy McBreezy. I love that name. Um, He said, honestly, I've had two of those moments. My first one was at 19. I joined the Army when I was in basic training. Thank you for your service. And it was a week or so, and I looked up at the ceiling one night, holding, holding in tears, thinking, what the hell did I do? That fear stuck with me for another week, and it started to show. I started getting the smoke from the drill sergeant, who would call me a quitter, and to just give up. Something snapped in my head, and I made it my only goal to prove him wrong. Turns out joining the military changed my life, who I am as a person, and made me who I am today. The other time was when my wife and I were trying to get pregnant, tried everything we saw online, looked into medical paths, and it was way too expensive. I told my wife we will keep trying no matter what, and I'm with her to the end. Wow. She ended up going back to a doctor who helped her with another issue, and she told her that we can explore her options and said trying to lose 50 pounds. My wife came home overwhelmed, and I heard her out and said, let's do this together. Good man. It was tough, but we stuck to our plan. Many times we could have cheated, but we didn't. We thought at a point it wasn't in the cards, and one night she comes in and says, hey, I'm down exactly 50 pounds. The next morning at like 5 a.m., she wakes me up sobbing with three positive tests, and nine months later, we had a son. Woo! Full body goosebumps. Damn. I love the beginning of that story because it's just, I relate to it so much of the whole, like, you know, his sergeant saying, you know, just quit, just quit, just quit. Like I, 
all the time say that about myself that I go into like cat mode and I hate cats. I'm allergic to them, but it's like you put a cat or a tiger in a cage or a cat in the corner and you are, you know, that's your, you know, metaphorically telling them like, you can't do it. You can't do it. And for me, when I get put in that corner, I don't sit there and cry. I just and scratch. No, we got this. I'm going to do this. I love that part. And I, I, I just congrats on your little son. I think that's just incredible. It's just, you know, sometimes, no matter what anyone says to you, no matter what people that have wronged you say to you, no matter what medical science says to you, no matter what the world is saying to you, you just have to say, screw it. I'm going to do this. And sometimes it won't work out. But then what that means is what's supposed to work out for you will. And God and the universe were just getting rid of all the shit that was in your way. <laughs> I've had to feel that way a lot because the woe is me and the whys. Like, I'm a very big person about the why. I like to explain to my sons why they're getting in trouble or why I act the way they do. I like to talk to my husband that way when I'm having a panic attack <laughs> that I've had a lot of them recently, like why and what I'm feeling and where it comes from and all those things. I love to explain the why, but sometimes you don't know the why. Until the reason is happening to you. Sometimes you'll never figure it out. And sometimes you just got to trust. Side note, how uncanny is it that Pink came out with Trust Fall, that album? Holy cannoli. And that's another thing I'm going to tell you about right now. I'll tell you the song later. Um, every, every time I do this podcast at the end of it, I want to add a little something in it where I want to give you the song of the day. I'm going to come up with a snazzier name for it than that, but I am a very big person on um, healing in music, and it's been a big part of this little healing journey since, you know, my whole world came crashing down in November. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be something new that we're going to do. And I'm going to probably open that up to your suggestions, too. So this next one, it says, girl, I hope it's not too late to answer your post about this. We got this moment. Never. You guys can always, always, always send me those. Please do. She said, I've always heard that wedding planning creates family drama, but family is my family is so small, and I thought, genuine, that I never thought it would be me. But now four cousins won't speak to me because I didn't invite them, two of them to the wedding because of money and available seating. God, I know about that wedding drama. Ugh. And on top of the rest of the wedding planning, we've also had an unexpectedly sell our house and buy a new one. We're under contract to sell and under contract to buy, but if the one house didn't appraise, it was all going to fall apart. God, that's so stressful. Been there too. Ugh. And I've never, I've literally never felt so strapped, so stressed, and so exhausted in my life. My fiance is the only thing keeping me going. He is my we got this. And we know we can pull through anything, and God is putting us through the ringer right now because we'll come out stronger on the other side. I've been so nervous about the house, but I did think of you. And instead of hedging things with, well, if, it works out. I decided to change it to it will work out. Manifesting it. I bought two small things for our new house. So I've been taking it as if we already have it. <sighs> we just got the news that both homes appraised. And it's such a relief on so many levels. Not all things can be fixed. And I don't know that my family members will be speaking to me again. At least not anytime soon. But I also need that kind of I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. And there is nothing that will ruin our day because we got this. Ooh, I 
I got to compose myself. Ugh. There's so many levels to that. Thank you for that, love. Um, some of you guys might be new around here that um, may not know my love of manifesting and how I always talk about how I manifested my life through my vision boards, through my very first rose quartz crystal that I have right here with me that I'm squeezing as if it's like my life depends upon it because it's what I do when I'm nervous and when I want something to mean so much. That was another one of my we got this moments that I had recently was when I did my vision board workshop and it was the most incredible moment, the most incredible day. I've made some new lifelong friendships. I've further forged some friendships from you guys that listened to me. And there were also new people there that wanted to hear what I had to say. And at first I was so, so, so nervous and so just like, again, like the pop-up, like, oh my God, are people going to just care about what I have to say when there's not a big radio station and a big company behind it? Are they going to give a shit? Am I still good at this? Does it matter? And I also just lost my job. And so should I be in front of these people talking to them about how positive and how much my life meant and how manifesting it was all the catalyst? Hell yeah, I should. You guys taught me that. Because that was the strongest point of belief and inspiring hope and manifestation that I could ever have. Because it was looking at what you were blessed with and being grateful for it and knowing that it was going to come around. And when I started planning that, I didn't know if this podcast was going to be a possibility anymore. And sure as shit, through that hope, it was. Literally, like, I was talking about this in the um, vision board workshop, which I hope I can do again because a lot of you guys have said that you wanted me to do it. But I was talking about how in my devastation and keeping that hope, I literally got my first thousand, thousand candle order for my little candle business that hasn't even been a thing for a year yet. And I was like, wow, that's the universe throwing me a bone and keeping me upright. And it was like a thousand. Can I do that? I mean, granted, they were like, you know, little favor tins, but still it was the biggest order I'd ever had. I didn't know if I could do that. But every night, every night that I woke up in a cold sweat because I couldn't sleep, every night that I was anxious, I would go down there and just put my head down and place those every single rose quartz crystal, those little chips. And I have many a burns from, but I wear my scars with pride. <laughs> it just kept me going, you know, that it will work out, like she said. <laughs> And the other thing that hits me here is when she said that, like, her fiancé is the only thing keeping her going. He's my we got this. Wow. So has my husband, Marshall, been my we got this. Because even though that phrase didn't start with him, it became our thing. It was the hashtag for my wedding. It's what he's always looked at me in the eyes and said when I was breaking or not believing in myself. And I haven't been the greatest wife lately, you know, and he's just been my rock. He has been the one when I waver that he stands behind me and holds me up. And I love him to death for that. And I want to have him on later in this podcast and, you know, so he can talk about his side of it, you know, because a lot of times when your spouse goes through something, it messes with you too. 
you know? But he's just one of the greatest humans in the world. He's a good egg, and I'll keep him. Woo! Let's get it together for the next one. Phew. Ah, this one came from one of my favorite people in the world. Her name is Deb. She said, not sure if the we got this moment you were talking about would be this or not, but here's mine. In 2018, when I told my dad and siblings that I had found a lump, I was undergoing testing for breast cancer. My dad said, we will get through this. One of my friends said, we got this. When it came time for test results, two of my brothers and their wives, along with my dad and stepmom, all came to the appointment with me. And the brothers and my dad came into the apartment or the appointment with me and said, the doctor had never seen this support. I needed it when I told I was told I had cancer. From that point, my family member attended every appointment with me, taking notes on what was said. My friends rallied for support as well, and I had We Got This t-shirts put together and worked with a local sporting goods store to do it as a fundraiser. Half of the money from each t-shirt sold and went to two local breast cancer charities, and I'm trying to find my exact numbers, but I think I sold almost 100 shirts. As I continue through the years of follow-up tests and appointments, the support and the true meaning of we got this is still there. <sighs> Later on, Deb told me that um, when she first met me at an event, I think it was two years ago now, it was a Christmas event through the radio station that she instantly felt drawn to me because of that. We got this. And that meant so damn much. I started recently to coin a phrase, we got this army, because you guys have been my army. If y'all ever seen that movie 300, go watch it if you haven't. It's like, um, I know it's probably like a dumb moment to so many people, but it's all about just, you know, this army of 300 that's trying to defeat legions of really strong people that are just, dirty and cheat them and will do anything to win and do anything to get ahead no matter who they hurt no matter who they kill no matter whose lives they take no matter what spirits they burn it didn't matter but that army of 300 fought and to them it didn't matter if they died in the fight but damn it they were gonna try and you guys have been that for me and I am forever grateful Forever and ever and ever to the ends of the earth and back again. I love you guys so much for that. And some of you guys know that I, in manifestation and, you know, practices of positivity and all that, whenever I say thank you, I always say thank you three times. Because that just seals it. And there's more theology to that. But that's a whole other podcast. Um, but I want to end this one with thank you, thank you. Thank you. Y'all are the shit. <laughs> and this is only the beginning. The best is yet to come. Um, so before I lose it, because I will, as soon as I'm done, as soon as I hit end on the record button over there, um, I'll be back on Friday. Um, I've got something really special to announce to you guys, a little something I'm putting out there, and this is another venture of mine it's new and I'm really freaking stoked about it and hopefully you will be too it tells a little bit more of the story of the journey that I've had in the last year and um 
it goes a little bit further into what I wasn't sure I really wanted to talk about. Um, but I think I'm ready. And I hopefully, hopefully you guys will love this. Hopefully it'll be still done in the vein of positivity, but a little bit more snark than today. <laughs> so that's happening on Friday. Um, so just going forth, forward so you know what you guys will expect um, with this podcast. I'm going to do three a week to start, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, Ask Riley's coming back. So please do me a favor and send me those. Um, the Fave Five is also coming back. Um, I'm going to have a lot of cool new things. I'm going to see what works. And I want you guys to please, 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 please continue to send me those texts to the text line. And also, uh, the emails at really at gmail.com and always the DMS are open at Riley Couture, R I L E Y C O U T U R E. That's Instagram and Facebook. Um, Snapchat is at radio weekend and TikTok is Riley Couture seven. Damn, it's good to be back, y'all. I have missed you. I love you to death. Um, thanks for listening. And I'll see you on Friday. It's really Riley. <laughs>